Welcome everyone to Storytelling Podcast Week and our first session of the day, Why It Matters Behind the Stories with the team from the show and the Council on Foreign Relations, Gabrielle Sierra, Jeremy Sherlick, Marcus Sicaria, and Asha Ross. For those of you who may be joining us for the first time, Storytelling Podcast Week is a week of live stream sessions like this one with narrative nonfiction podcasters, audio dramas, and fiction podcasters from across our world and our imaginations. If you have a chance, check out the recorded episode showcase, featuring some exclusive and favorite favorite episodes on the Storytelling Podcast Week channel from many of the podcasters participating, including Why It Matters. You can also replay any of the live streams from the week on the Storytelling Podcast Week podcast channel. So make sure to download the Podbean app and follow the Storytelling Podcast Week channel to receive notifications in real time about all of the live streams and specially released episodes of the week. Storytelling Podcast Week is brought to you by Podbean. We're a podcast hosting and monetizing platform and home to over 500,000 podcasts. And as you're joining us for this session, you can see we also offer the ability to live stream directly from the app to your audience with Podbean Live, where podcasts come to life. For everyone listening, you can also start your own live stream for free on Podbean and get your first 30 days of hosting for free using the code STORY. And now we'll hand it off to the team and creators of Why It Matters. Welcome. Hello. Hello. Woo! Uh, <laughs> hey, guys. Great to hear you. Um, I am Jeremy Sherlock. Uh, I am the deputy director of multimedia, which sounds like a really official title, but actually I'm kind of the senior producer of why it matters which is it's official um, jeremy just <laughs> own up to your power um but i i was actually gonna flip the script right now on gabby who always says to all of our guests uh, what is your name and what do you do so gabby can you kind of take us away on that it's true. What I actually say every single time, same joke, is we like to start with the easiest question first. What is your name and what do you do? And mostly people are like, ah, ha, ha, like a courtesy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and every once in a while, people are stumped. We do. We, we do. use it on the show. No. Um, yeah. But yes, I am I am Gabby, or Gabrielle Sierra. I am uh, the host of Why It Matters and uh, one of the producers on uh, the show. Very You're happy to be here. You're the draw. I'm loving this flip script, too. I'll tell you. I'm, I'm real <laughs> stoked for the questions you're going to be I don't know if I can keep it up with. for a whole hour. <laughs> I'll try. I'll see what I can do. But um, who else do we have on here? Oh, yes. Asher. Asher, um, what is your name and what do you do? <clears throat> My name's uh, Asher Ross. Uh, I'm the lead editorial strategist at, at CFR and I'm a producer on the show as well. Um, you know, like my role is to just kind of, I, I kind of am behind the scenes helping Gabby out with the questions and a number of other things, crafting story. And like, you know, I'm just looking out for like simple, unintentional mistakes, like asking someone, Asher, what is your name? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, know. I like that one too. That was, that was, that was really good. I was like, I said it and then I said it twice. And, uh, and I was like, I can't get out of it. I just already said it. Said it. So yeah. the, the, um, the other guy on the line here, uh, what is your name and what do you do? Better, uh, you didn't better. say my name this time. Mm, yeah, see, see how I did that? 
My, my name is Marcus. I'm the sound designer for the show. And uh, yeah, pretty much I'd be setting these guys up with mics right now if we were doing a podcast, recording right. it. But um, we're all on our phones, so pretty pretty off hands for me today. That's right. That's right. Um, and I see a question here in the comments. It's called Why It Matters. Oh, you guys answered for us too. But yes, our podcast is from the Council on Foreign Relations, and it right. is called Why It Matters. Subscribe those... wherever you get your audio. <laughs> oh, subscribe and, on Podbean. Subscribe so. exclusively on Podbean. <laughs> and, and everywhere else. Um, <laughs> um, uh, well, I thought I would just start out with what CFR is for those who don't know. Um, and I'm going to try to sound not too official, although I am reading from our about page. Um, <laughs> we were started in 1921, so we were actually celebrating our uh, 100th year, which is relevant because we'll be talking about that later as well. But we are an independent nonpartisan membership organization, think tank and publisher, um, ded dedicated to being a resource uh, pretty much for everyone. The list goes on and on. Um, and uh, specifically on policy choices facing the United States and other countries. So, um, but we, we kind of primarily work for the uh, publishing wing and the digital wing, and that's kind of where, kind of, uh, I've done most of my work on um, getting podcasts off the ground and, and other uh, products, and that's kind of what led us to to why it matters. Please, someone else say something now because yeah, no, I mean, I think I think uh, that's a really clear explanation. Um, <laughs> you know, what you have at CFR is, you know, we we nobody here on this team is is an expert in mm -hmm. in anything i guess other than maybe making podcasts and uh, <laughs> uh what you have at cfr is many many serious heavy duty experts on very specific deep things about ir so like you name a country in the world we've got somebody there who's been studying it for their entire life and um that's been happening now at the council for about 100 years gathering these people and this expertise together so that they can make recommendations to the people that make policies that make laws that that start businesses in other countries and the original idea is like you know uh, people in government and people in business are going to be having conversation and making plans anyway why not have some experts at the table to try to make those decisions and those outcomes um be smarter uh more durable and that's been happening. The council has been doing that since the uh, aftermath of World War One. Um, if you Google us, you're going to find a lot of our content and you might find a couple of conspiracy theories about the council. A couple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't go to YouTube uh, comments. Those... No YouTube comments. <laughs> yeah. Don't read them. Most of those are unfortunately not true. Most of it's just a little bit more boring than that. Um, but, uh, it's a really fascinating place to work. We'll get into it more, but the coolest part about working there is there's just so many brilliant people walking around who have been studying such interesting things for a very long time. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, and we work for like the digital side of things and, you know, our mission is to widen that audience, um, uh, to everyone. And, and, um, you know, that kind of goes into stages of, you know, some of our shows are geared to people who, you know, know a lot about the, the world and the uh, IR, foreign policy, whatever you want to call it. And then why it matters, the, the initial concept of it was to broaden that even further to people who care about the world. Um, 
and are read in, you know, and up on the world, but don't, you know, it's not their bread and butter every single day. And uh, to tell them stories and bring them in and engage, engage them. And uh, that's kind of the, the start, yeah. the formation of uh, what we were trying to do with this show. Um, right, because were, it gets back to right that none of us were experts, right? Jeremy right. and Gabby right. and Marcus, like, and, and in that first year before the podcast started that I was working at the council, I was like, I have learned more about the world just right. from being here and hearing this stuff in the last year than in most of my life previously. And I felt yeah. how much of a change that made in how much I understood the things I read in the news or heard about in the rest of the world. And I was, yeah. you know, that was one of my feelings uh, as, as, as we talked together. It was just like, and I'm sure everybody shared it. It's like, oh, more people should have this experience. Fewer people should be excluded from understanding this type of stuff. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, Absolutely. I felt the ex I felt kind of like the exact same. And it, it's kind of what makes this show almost somewhat, I don't want to say easy to produce, but like when you're thinking about who your target listener kind of is for it, it's like, okay, well, that's kind of me. Like, I don't, I'm not read into these stuff, but I kind of want to like learn more about, learn more about this as we interview our guests and learn alongside with the listeners too. So I think that was something very like exciting to work on this show. Um, it yeah. kind of makes it easier too. Definitely. Jeremy, did you want to run through how uh, we, the original concept of, of why it matters? Well, I mean, I, part of working at a nonprofit is when you want to get things off the ground, you write lots of memos. And I was looking back through the various memos that I've written at various times. And uh, the, the farthest one back that kind of has any remnants of what a podcast series like Why It Matters, it was from 2010. And Damn. Uh, yeah, I know. Um, and I was producing podcasts at the council starting in 2007 with The World Next Week, some another show you should subscribe to. But um, that memo said, uh, build on CFR's existing successful pod podcast franchises. CFR would introduce new regularly scheduled bi-weekly topical podcasts comprised of interviews with experts and decision makers. And that was huh. like the first time anything like this has entered. And then um, uh, fast forward to 2017, um, and it became uh, a dynamic host-led explainer show produced weekly that unpacks a relevant issue, concept, event, or anniversary each week. The series would get into the heart of why the topic is important to the average listener and help them <laughs> situate the topic in the larger picture of international affairs, each show would explore one topic. What is it? Why it matters? And how uh, it's relevant in historical and current events. I love Jeez. this because like then we are sort of in like a mixture right. of both, right? This right. post-it that you stuck on the wall in 2010 mm -hmm. and then sort of what we wound up becoming. Right. Um, you know, I think that's like a really cool mix of both and you know you forgot to mention that the the secret sauce if you will or the fire that that got uh -huh. why it matters back you know in your in your brain is the addition of gabrielle and asher right who were like <laughs> bright-eyed and super excited well, 
yeah, when you write you, you memos excited. all the yeah, time. I mean, I was doing... <laughs> I'm always excited. I was going to say, and also wanted no. more things to do. You, you want to and... talk about excited. Like, I'm, I remember the first conversation over Slack that, that I had with Asher. It was probably the first time I ever met him. Um, and we started riffing on podcasts. And he was like, <laughs> on the keyboard. And like, yeah, and we could do this. We could do that. So... See, you he, can't he pretend you aren't excited. Yeah. yeah at the down. time I was doing taxonomy spreadsheets, Jeremy, if I remember correctly. So I was willing to do literally anything <laughs> other than that. And, and right. I mean, whatever. That's the coolest thing about right. podcasts, too. Because I remember Gabby coming up to me, too, and you coming up to me and be like, hey, you want to try to make a podcast? And like, mm-hmm. you know, if you had said, do you want to make a television show? I'd be like, okay, do you have several million dollars? Right. right? But, right. but the yeah. podcast thing is, is you can you can wing it and try to figure it out you know, mm-hmm. uh, on your own. And, and that's kind of in some ways what you did. Yeah. Um, I think that, yeah, I think the last thing I'll say just about the, the inception of, of the show is just that, um, you know, you, you people, anyone who's working in a nonprofit or any organization wants to do a, a podcast, you know, it can take a while um, to get these things off the ground. And if you really care about the concept and telling mm-hmm. stories and um, making something interesting for folks, it's worth it. Um, I was a little fatigued, um, I'll admit, at a certain point, and that's why, you know, I, I went to Asher and, and Gabby um, and said, "How do we infuse infuse this with more life?" And um, they were just great, and they were just like all in. Um, so. Anyway, it took um, all it took all the thing. We don't we shouldn't go on too long about this, but I will say one more thing, which is that a place like ours, which is which mm-hmm. is, you know, there's a certain amount of formality um, because it's lasted for 100 years. That takes a certain amount of rigor. Right. And uh, 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 there's a public mission. And what we had to do with those memos in our place, right, is prove what the public value of what we were going to do is. And, and for us, what that was is, you know, there's a certain amount of frustration when it comes to foreign policy that. Uh, the public doesn't pay attention to it. For example, if you if you listen to a presidential debate, usually in most presidential election cycles, it's going to take up like a couple of the questions. You know, it's not going to be what's focused on in the same way that like taxes or, or you know now social justice or things like that get get talked about. Um, and that's frustrating for people in the think tank world, in the IR world. That's that's frustrating sometimes for our president, Dr. Haas, who has written trying books trying to get a better public education about the world going. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's where we found our in was by, I think by saying like, this is how you do it. This is if you, if you, if you start with the basics and explain what's going on in China or what's going on in any given place around the world to people from the ground up um, and you don't exclude them with jargon, um, you're going to get more buy-in. People do want to understand this stuff. You just have to give it to them in the right way. And I think that's, Basically, it was part of how we got it across. Also, yeah, yeah the chutzpah of our host. Right? <laughs> Me? No, of all of us, of everybody's, everybody's chutzpah mm. is the most important chutzpah. Um, but I do, I do think then, you know, our path sort of did follow an ordinary sort of path, which is, you know, make two pilots, you know, make a pilot, mm-hmm. didn't really sell it, make another pilot, it gets buy-in. We bring on our phenomenal engineer and audio producer at that point, and it just kicked everything up to another level. Um, 
you know, and Marcus, how did you feel when you came in? Were you like, oh God, these people need a lot of help? Or were you like, this is great and I buy in 100%? <laughs> well, well, first of all, I'm really glad Jeremy had the initial idea. And then I'm glad that you and Asher hounded him afterwards to keep me going because that's why I'm here today. Um, no, I was so excited. I remember first talking to all of you guys and pretty much you're saying how you're trying to get this like kind of new product for the council off the ground that hadn't really been done before and that you're trying to engage, you know, like not not a younger base, but just a newer base that might not naturally find itself in IR because things can get, you know, talked about with so much complexity and all these things. Um, and you were like, you know, we want to do something. We really want to make this like a story driven podcast, really immersive, really engaging and really fun for a listener. So that, you know, kind of as Asha was saying, you don't get really like kind of knocked down with all of this just chatting again, high level talk, but like really something that people can engage with. And enjoy because IR, you know, can sometimes be a little bit dry. And so I feel like our show tries to make it just really what? fun. Oh my no, God. We that? are just <laughs> discovering this about you. Yeah, no. <laughs> How dare you? But no, so I mean, I thought it was a really cool concept, especially needed for IR. And I was just really excited to kind of join the team and, you know, get into the studios and start seeing, like, okay, how can we upgrade this? How can we upgrade that? <laughs> um, no, but it's yeah. been really fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it made and, all the difference know, of the world to get a real, uh, to get a real engineer. Sorry to interrupt Jeremy, but it's just like, 100%. like I remember playing our original demos, mm -hmm. in which we did some good mm -hmm. seat of our pants editing, uh, especially Jeremy. And, and then the first time the higher ups started hearing a more polished experience, right? And narrative storytelling style with music and all this stuff. And everybody was suddenly being like, you know what, this is, this is maybe this is a good idea, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that that, that really was essential. Yeah, that's what I remember the first time you guys did, we did an initial assembly of a script and then you did a first pass through it and put cuts in it and everything. You're like, okay, like when can we expect to like get this like a day, two days? And I'm like, oh, it's already done. <laughs> like it was oh, like, 30, yeah. like 30 minutes <laughs> later, an hour, an hour later. And it's like, wait, that, no I way. I just want to be clear. That, that's because that's how long it took me to do it. <laughs> and, and then we actually brought a professional in to do it and uh you were just like you know master. <laughs> i was so, i was just glad i could bring that <laughs> bring that speed to it but you did a great job too well, with it jeremy <laughs> thank you thank you that's that's very kind um before we move into like deep production uh talk about how we produce the show i did want to just say there were a couple things that were uh essential when we actually were getting the green light when we put this together um and I thought we could all kind of talk about some of those things, but um, I know for me, it was uh, an audio engineer, uh, someone professional who, had, uh, who could do this um, and really up our game um, and make it sound like something that uh, a lot of people would wanna to listen to with sound design. Um, I come from a film background, so that was really, really important. And it was something that I wanted to have in here. And that uh, kind of going on that, it was also the uh, the score and, and finding someone to um, compose music, a suite of music that we could kind of create the sound of why it matters. Um, so we found a, a really great uh, composer. It was actually a composer I worked with. He was the first composer I'd ever worked with. His name is Kerry Torhusen, and he did a phenomenal job on... Uh, the theme music and all of the other tracks that he built for us. Um, I don't know if 
there's time, we're at 3.20, um, and then we can turn to uh, other topics, but I don't know if anyone wants to talk about the theme a little bit more, and we, I think we have a clip uh, of the theme that, that we can talk about, or we can move on into production. I think one of the what highest compliments think? with the theme is that um, it gets in, like it's in my head a lot, mm -hmm. and I've heard other people, like some of my friends, or they'll be like, "Oh, I, I found myself like humming your theme or like whistling your theme," and I think right. that's like a good thing. Um, yeah, here you're totally right. Like I remember hearing it for the first time and being like, "Oh my god, we have right. like a real show," right. <laughs> you know? We have like yeah. this this beautiful theme. And look, with all of this, I just have to, to just say that like, you don't need this stuff for a podcast. You really don't. You could have such a successful podcast. Right. I know Asher points to this all the time. You could have this like incredibly bare bones, incredibly successful podcast that you record in your closet, like I'm doing now during the pandemic. And you don't need all the fancy stuff and not everyone's going to have a Marcus or a Carrie. Um, and, you know, but that said, we're so grateful that that we have these elements, but I just want to point out that, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. helpful for us too, because we were trying to get people to kind of take their medicine. So we were trying to think of every way we could to make it like an exciting oral experience, you know, and stuff like that. But, you know, I think that just to add really quickly to the theme thing is to say that, uh, you know, people have their conscious interest in a topic for a podcast. They're like, I love uh, football and I'm going to listen to this football, uh, podcast, but then they also, I think there's also an unconscious comfort based thing with a podcast and a habit around a podcast. Right. And, and I'm just like, this is my thing that I do on Thursday mornings. Um, and it's good to have little things that are always there, like a theme, like little, like touchstones that kind of trigger that Pavlov response where people are like, Oh, I'm back home in this think that I like. Um, so mm -hmm. that's what we went for with our theme and we're looking for with something that will kind of trigger that habit uh, in the mind. Yeah, I mean, for sure. That was hey, definitely... Do you have your guys' theme on deck if you want me to play it for you? Yeah, could you do that, Ronnie? Oh, Thank okay, you. Sure. Ronnie, is it playing yet? We could sing it. Do you want to sing it? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. I don't, I don't think that's... I don't... <laughs> that, that doesn't do it for you, Jeremy? I, I don't know if that does it, but may, maybe keep going, Asher. I think I've sung enough. We, you know, there's so much to talk about. It's quite all right. right. Uh, to, to, to yeah, we, we don't absolutely need don't need to play it. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. Um, but it is, yeah. I think, I think it is worth mentioning as, as they said, like the thing we, you know, our goal in mind is we wanted something that was definitely driving and confident in its vibe, but we did want, we did want someone listening to our show to like two days later be humming the theme to themselves and being like, where did I hear that before? You right. know? So that was definitely, I remember, I remember yeah. saying to Carrie, uh, I want something plucky and driving. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I think that's, I think got that's it. what I got. And yeah. for all of those people who are listening, who want to hear our theme. It's a perfect chance to subscribe to the show. So uh, with that, uh, anything else about like just kind of the important things uh, about why it matters uh, before we get into talking about how we actually produce the show? Yeah, there's one. Uh, I'm sure we all want to talk about it real quick, but like we were figuring out how to make ourselves a little different. One was like, you know, we're going to explain things from the ground up and not assume any knowledge. Another one, and this was not 
my idea was everybody was feeling the same thing is like, we needed to think hard about diversity. And that's always true. But it was particularly true because we were in the IR space and the IR space is even, you know, suffers from even greater diversity challenges, at least in the United States, um, uh, than the general population, uh, general workplace as a whole. Um, I'll just throw out, I want everybody to be able to talk about this, but I'll just throw out a couple stats. 77% of graduating IR scholars in the United States are white males. Um, only 14% of IR professionals are women. Um, even though they graduate, uh, at a higher degree from political science than men. Um, and you're looking at the same thing when it comes to ethnic diversity, big problems, only 8% of scholars in IR identify as black or Latino. So we were looking out at this landscape and it presented a number of challenges. One, we wanted our team to have at least some diversity and we wanted to also ensure that our guests had diversity. So I will kind of pass the mic there, but we won't, we thought this was essential as we were building the uh, podcast. I just think that's how you get um, all kind of points of view as well. I mean, that's just good for, that's good on all levels, right? Um, we want diverse perspectives. We want diverse points of view. Um, and we want a diversity of, of people talking on the show and listening to the show. So that was, that was definitely kind of one of our founding um, principles. Yeah. And I think looking at it too, as like, you know, it's not a, a good thing to have. Like, I mean, it is, of course, like exactly what you guys said. Um, but it's also a failing if you don't have it. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's something that, mm -hmm. you know, uh, yes, it's a course, like a bit of a course correction for IR and maybe even the podcasting space. But I do think it's, uh, you know, something that we look at as mandatory. And I'm just so glad to, you know, that we all feel very similarly about this important part of what we do. Right. And what that means, just real quick, just not to get too far ahead, what that means in our day-to-day -day is that it means more looking for guests. It means consciously introducing that as, well, you know, okay, there's the easy person who's a late career diplomat and they're a white male and they're great. It's not that they're bad. They're great. They would do good on the show. That's the easy get for us published everywhere. Can we look a little deeper and find somebody whose voice isn't as amplified and it's getting better. Um, I think it's even gotten a little bit better since uh, we, we've been doing the show, but and there are lists and there's resources that we've used, um, but it just means spending a little more time is, is really right. what it amounts to in our workflow. And that's a perfect transition into kind of how we make the show because that's top of our, um, uh, our list is, is, um, is guests and also topic selection. Um, and, you know, I think we, we go through a process before we uh, start a season where we kind of actually pitch shows um, to each other and then up uh, right up to Richard Haas, who's the president of the organization, um, who's been a big supporter of the show uh, at, the, at the onset. And, um, uh, just uh, Asher, Gabby, do you want to talk about uh, that uh, topic selection, how important that is, and then how that feeds into gas selection? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll hand it to Asher, um, but just a, a quick one is just, you know, we're always 
looking for stories um, and we're, we're learning from um, our incredible colleagues at the council who will bring us ideas all the time. Um, and it's just a really great way to uh, get our topic ideas. But Asher, I'll let you, uh, or you should guide yeah. us on the uh, production. Well, uh, I mean, we benefit from being in a place where there's a lot of great ideas floating around, either published ideas or ideas that our colleagues are talking about. And there's a certain amount of in-house talent that we can go to to develop ideas, which, which is fantastic. Um, and in terms of the types of ideas that we're looking for, we knew, again, differentiating ourselves from other podcasts, we know that there's a lot of really well-financed daily news podcasts out there, right? And so if, if, if something happens, right, if there's a cyber attack and everybody's talking about it the next day, we're not going to be able to cover that in the moment with our two week production schedule that we go through. And it's, it's just not the right place for us. So what we're looking for. And at the same time, we don't want to cover things that are completely unrelated to what people are reading about in the news. So we're looking for stories that have a decent evergreen shelf life and that are salient to the news, but uh, that um, uh, are going to teach a more basic thing and are going to last a little bit longer, kind of like building a curriculum over time with the with the show. So, for example, like a little while ago, um, Alexei Navalny, the, the Russian dissident, uh, was arrested after his return to Russia. And that was like a breaking news story. Um, and there's been a lot of Russian news with cyber attacks and stuff surrounding that time. We were in production at that time of a broader episode of being like, does Russia matter as much as it used to in international relations? What, why is Russia able to punch above its weight, even though it's not a very wealthy country and not a very populous nation? Um, how does it, how does it make the news so often and throw its weight around? And like that kind of intersects, right? Uh, this broader explanation of why Russia matters intersects with things people are reading in the news. And that's kind of, we don't always hit it, but that's kind of the sweet spot that we're trying to go for because that episode is still interesting a month and a half later, um, two months later. And just as a side note, because of that strategy, we do see a kind of long tail download behavior from our users. You know, we get 70% of our downloads in the first couple of weeks, maybe, but we see people continue to download episodes from two years ago um, mm -hmm. because of that strategy. So we're, we're happy about that. Yeah. And just ba like our basic production schedule, <clears throat> the way that we do it is, you know, we're bi-weekly, we're producing about 10 episodes per season, and then we take a little bit of a break to get ahead, and then we come back. So we're beginning, uh, we're like uh, two episodes, three episodes into our, our fourth season, which is super exciting. Um you know, and we always try to get more ahead than we wind up getting. So we wind up in these two week sprints where we're just working super hard and, and stacking things. But um, yeah, I mean, the big idea there is that, you know, we're just kind of throwing things onto a page and taking a look at each other's ideas. Um, there's a lot of sort of cutthroat production stuff where you're like, great idea, but why does it matter? And, you know, of course it might still matter and you know why it matters to the world, but you really need that very specific, you know, uh, answer to that question in order to make it f very uh, specific to our podcast. So, you know, and as Jeremy said, we throw all our ideas down and, and we kick it, you know, to our chief digital officer, uh, chief technology, chief, chief digital officer, uh, Doug Halsey. And then it goes to uh, some of our editorial team. And, you know, it's really this group effort that gets us narrowed down um, to these, these stories. Um, and, 
then, of course, we're doing the stuff that most podcasts do. We're reaching out to guests, our incredible team. Right now, we have our summer intern, Sophie Yass. We have Rafaela Seward. I mean, these people are just just constantly doing research and um, pulling great names for us. Uh, specifically, you know, we really trying to, as we said, keep a lookout for underrepresented voices, but, you know, just experts in their fields. And uh, we're reaching out, we're sending emails, we're doing pre-interviews, uh, we're doing interviews and, uh, you know, and then those, building them those together. Interviews. Sorry. Yeah. No, 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 but go ahead. It's, it's those interviews that really kind of are the foundation of how we build up a script, right? We conduct our interviews and then we start selecting, uh, we, we, we make selects from the interviews and start um, hashing out what uh, our outline uh, is and, and putting that all down into the script uh, in some semblance of an order that we think tells the story that we're trying to tell. Um, and there's, you know, there's, there's a outlining process that goes into that as well. Um, mm-hmm. where we can kind of say what, what, what the start is, what's A, B, C, D, and all the way to the end. And then, um, and then that's where um, we start refining from there. And, and uh, Asher and Gabby do some amazing work in the narration of the show that kind of stitches it all together. You guys want to talk about that uh, piece of it? Yeah, I think I think the interview is the best place to really, and sorry, we've talked so much about the organization stuff, although we hope that was useful to some people, but uh, uh, the interview I think is where the story begins to really, really exist. All three of us may come up with ideas where we're like, I read this story in the news. I know this is fascinating. I know people are gonna wanna hear about this and we can come up with an assumption of why it's interesting. But it is not until, at least by our production standards, we go and talk to the expert and ask them all the questions about it, um, that we can be sure that that story exists in the way that we think it does. And sometimes the story is gonna pivot and so um, what happens oftentimes with experts in our experience is like, we'll go in, let's take, for example, we did an episode a while ago uh, about uh, something called solar geoengineering. We don't have time to explain all of it now, of course, to check out the episode. But the basic idea is that there's a scientific theory that we could put chemicals, aerosols into the atmosphere, and that would bounce sunlight back into space, and it would slow the effects of global warming. And it could be kind of like a last ditch effort to, to slow the effects of global warming. It's fascinating. Um, and there's a lot of really scary apocalyptic predictions from some people about what would happen if this technology could go wrong or whether it could cause conflicts. And when you go to the experts or the range of experts that we did, <clears throat> they may be interested in talking about it in that way. Like you're drinking a beer with somebody and you're like, oh man, this is crazy. But more often what you're going to find is that the drama kind of disappears and the experts giving you a lot of details about the facts on the ground. And the challenge for us as storytellers at this juncture is that on one hand, and the most important hand, we have a duty to the facts and to giving what's actually true and, and to showing the range of opinions about, about something. And on the other hand, if we don't figure out how to make this and keep this as a real story, our audience we're just going to be like everybody else that's kind of like dumping information on people about IR. We're going to lose our audience. We're going to lose the listener's attention. And they're not going to get to the end point of understanding what they need to understand. And so we often, I already kind of mentioned this, but we often sit around uh, at the storytelling, the, the editing stage when we're editing up the interview. And we're like, when somebody hears this and four days later they're having a beer or coffee with their friends, what's the thing they're going to say to their friend? 
to be like, oh my God, you have to listen right. to this because mm -hmm. if we do solar geoengineering wrong, um, it could lead to wars between two countries. One country's trying to heat up the planet and one's trying to cool down the planet or something mm -hmm. like that. Now that is right. Or you're like, a there's a thing planet. where they're shooting hairspray into the atmosphere right. to like save us all. And then people will be really interested in, and do some more research on it. So yeah, exactly right. You're finding those threads and you're finding where using that is not sensational or exaggerative, but you've really found the thing that's both legitimate and sticks in the listener's mind. And we're combing through initially this hour long interview, only 10 minutes of which is going to make it into our episode, trying to find those things first. And those are the hooks. That's like one of the most basic storytelling elements that we're looking for. Then, of course, mm -hmm. you have to explain, you have to give the background, you have to give the history so that they can have a comprehensive understanding. But that's a key factor in the yeah. storytelling aspect. And of course, all the fun stuff, like, you know, making sure that you're being correct editorially and, and making sure that, you know, every meaning that was meant uh, is coming across correctly and all the fun fact checking and yeah, all, all of that good stuff and, and the narration. And then, you know, handing it over um, to, uh, to to Marcus, uh, who, mm -hmm. who does a bunch of different drafts for us um, and uh, and helps us further clarify, you know, uh -huh. the content <laughs> that we're trying to clarify with narration, with supporting things like music uh -huh. to help you feel what you should feel and uh, clips. But I'll let you talk about it because you're the one who should. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, totally. And I think, you know, to Asher's point too, what we really work on with Why It Matters is like literally every sentence, I think you're kind of getting some new information or it's like important, right? We really do our best to cut out a lot of redundancies because we know, you know, your time's valuable and we're not trying to take up, you know, 10 minutes playing things you might have just heard, you know, 30 minutes ago. So we really try to like streamline it, give you like the the information. But yeah, also make it as enjoyable as we can. Um, and as Gabby kind of like alluded to as well, we do music, we score music throughout these shows. Um, and really what that's to do is to bring these stories more to life. Um, the, the interview material we get from our guests is so great, so insightful. And we just try to use music as a supporting tool, really, to like either put you in that spot, you know, if we're going to a different region around the world or, you know, if we're talking about more tech and, and sci-fi kind of related things, um, using music to support that. And we also we also use audio clips. So we'll go and we'll like find, you know, audio clips from different news sources if it's something kind of happening recently today. Um or even like archival audio clips. Let's say we're doing uh, an episode that goes like far back in history, and we're trying to really bring that, you know, to a modern, to a modern day, and to really like bring it into your view today. We'll like go, um, like through the Library of Congress, like their audio files, and see what they have on hand, and just anything we can do to kind of like engage our listeners and, and make it an experience. You know, we don't want we don't want our show to be two people talking, and and that's kind of it. We want. We want to place, I think, our audience in the show and uh, have them like be a part of it. I feel like it just makes it more real. It's more impactful. And uh, I, yeah, I mean, something. Yeah, no, 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 yeah. totally. Should we should we see if they they could play the other clip, the China and Hollywood clip? Um, we can try. We Ronnie, can try. do you, have, do you have the China and Hollywood clip? Cue the China and Hollywood clip. We do have it, and I think I know what the issue is. So we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna give it a go. All right, all right, all right. We know you can do it. What does it take to make a hit in Hollywood? An A-list actress? Thank you so much. A tried and true superhero franchise? I am Iron Man. How about the blessing of the People's Republic of China? 
there's the theme. For years now, hey, Hollywood has been one. straining to make sure its films oh, don't offend Chinese censors. Without their approval, studios can't gain access to China's massive box office. Pleasing Chinese censors can mean adding scenes that glorify the country. But it can also mean leaving things out, particularly anything that calls attention to human rights abuses. The financial pressure to do so has gotten so intense that in many cases, American filmmakers are actually preempting censorship altogether and designing their films to pass muster from the first draft. I'm Gabrielle Sierra, and this is Why It Matters. Today, China in the director's chair. Whoa. That was like <laughs> That's a, a really, part. that was, yeah, that was a lot. You got the clips, you got the narration, you got the intro. Perfect. That was a really fun one to do. I that think, was a super too. fun one like, to do. Like from the narration and the sound. And we had so many, um, what, like so many drafts of that. I feel like we tried that so many ways too, but it ended up, I think, being like exactly what it needed to be. It like really brought you into Hollywood and then the narration just set up, you know, what we were going to talk about so perfectly for that episode. Totally. And I think, you know, there's a good, there's a good thing to there to think about, about like a storytelling element too, I think, which is that like, you have to be on the lookout for the, like the human touch that like gets at something that affects people's lives in a way that like really kind of like matters to them. Sorry, I'm, I'm rambling on, but let me give you an example with China, right? China is like, perhaps the most impactful nation on earth other than the United States. And there's all kinds of things that China does that are affecting all of our lives, trade practices that are affecting the economy, a number of things, right? But some of those can seem very, very abstract, right? But when we were thinking about this episode and how to talk about Chinese influence, the idea that you don't know it, but you've sat and watched Transform a Transformers movie and it has been edited in a way that will pass muster or please Chinese censors because the Chinese market is so important, right? Movies matter to people. That like comes right. home to them in like a different right. way than trade practices or, or hearing about trillions of dollars in trade imbalances or whatever it might be. And so all of a sudden you've got people's attention in a different way. And then that can be a gateway into understanding, you know, other types of impacts. And we look for that a lot. Um, I, I'll say just really quickly in another example uh, to give a preview of an episode actually that we're making right now about Japan and its population decline, right? This is an episode that's going to have tons of statistics in it. You know, uh, last year, Japan's population fell by 800,000 people. When you throw a figure at, like that at a normal human being, 800,000 people doesn't really lodge, right? So we also found a journalist uh, who spoke to Gabrielle who told a very simple story about reporting she had done on two 20-year-old women living in rural Japan and that there was no babies being born for years and years and years in this town because of population decline. And they, as the they as two 20-year-old women, were the youngest people in their town. And they basically had to leave to find any opportunities at all. Those are just two people, not 800,000 people, but that's going to stick. And we're mm -hmm. always on the lookout for things like that that are going to create a little space in the in the listener's mind to like create their personal meaning for for what's going on totally because like a big number is one thing but imagining yourself at 20 being the youngest person in your town is just something you can really you know grab onto and right. i think you're mm. totally right yeah that's right. a good idea and anytime you have imagination yeah anytime yeah. you have a big number or stat try to like reference it to something that's like more tangible i'd say for sure Right. Helps me. Right. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> Two football fields. 
Right. Thank and you. then to, to close the loop on the, the sound design, I think that that really just kind of helps you put helps us put the audience in the moment and um, in the mindset that um, we think is helpful and we think helps drive the story. Um, so those clips that were at the start of this clip um, of, of the show, I think, helps do that gives gives you, you know you when you hear voices from big budget um uh, blockbuster uh movies mm. it, it puts you mm -hmm. in that space to kind of think about the references to hollywood to things that people mm -hmm. love to watch and then um we can talk about uh, china's influence yeah sure or music from you know the region you're talking about right you know yeah I think that's like the big thing. Like that was what was fun with the Hollywood episode is you kind of had that, but I think, you know, doing sound design and music scoring too for, for, you know, an organization like the council on foreign relations, it's different than if you're doing it, you know, just like as a hobby with friends or if you're like, you know, like a private business and you kind of have more free reign. And I think, you know, when you're scoring music for kind of the shows we do and, and our topics range, you know, from, I mean, just they have such a wide range and some are very, you know, there's consequential elements to them there. There's like a certain like seriousness and respect you kind of need to pay when you're scoring music for some topics so that you don't, you know, the big thing you don't want to do with us. And we've talked about it, is like you don't want to over sensationalize anything in our kind of organization. You know, you really want to give people the facts and use music to support what's being said. Mm -hmm. um, whereas with other things in like a private institution or, or, you know, you can definitely go big and go bold and you could play music that's going to make someone cry or, you know, scare, you know, scare them or whatever you want to do. Um, but with ours, it's really, I think, a lot of the times to drive the material where it's like more technical based, but also mm -hmm. then to just support the stories that get told, you know, and and, and even sometimes, when you, you know, when you're scoring music, it's good to know that silence is also really important. And sometimes if you have a really good story mm -hmm. being told, like, you don't need music. Sometimes you just let it go and you just, you know, have the have the the guests speak because that you know can also be more powerful right i also think marcus is scored from uh scored is scarred scored that works too is scarred from um the zillions of times we're like sounds good but like do you have like a more neutral bed for it and he's like oh i was trying to do something yeah the world isn't ending tomorrow maybe in 10 years can we find a yeah, Marcus is like, it's a single note. It can't be, it's just one <laughs> note. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that's just, I guess that's before we move on to the, the, the anything else, like it's just real quick, it is worth noting that again, we are a nonpartisan mm -hmm. organization, right? right? And that means that we as an organization cannot take any institutional policy on anything that's pending. We can't tilt the scales with our narration or our music to being like, yeah, this is what we should do geoengineering or we shouldn't do geoengineering. Now that's a challenge narratively, as Marcus said, we don't, we can't just be like, here's the good guys, here's the bad guys. Right. Um, you know, which, which makes some other people's jobs easier. But I think that it has also been a benefit to us uh, in terms of audience um, because there's a lot of uh, skepticism about news right now people there's a lot of issues with trust in news and to be able to come out and be like we're not selling you anything we're just trying to give you enough information to be able to make your own choices can also have an audience advantage so um there's parts of it that we really enjoy too mm -hmm, for sure Absolutely. yeah and sometimes i think that like oh no god no just sometimes you have to embrace the constraints 
Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Our, our Sophie is, is telling me that it's literally trying to explain why something matters. And she is 100% right. Uh, I was just going to say that even the care that has gone into just listening to you guys talk about this, you know, is just a testament to the amount of work and, you know, that, that we put into this nonpartisan um, perspective, mm-hmm. whether it's the music, whether it's, you know, the, the words and the questions that Asher and Jeremy, um, you know, are putting together and, and uh, the questions that Asher is, is giving me as the host, um, you know, when I'm doing my interviews and, and, and the, you know, the questions that we're coming up with together, it's just everything is thought of with a lot of care and a lot of work. And um, as a person reading those things and sometimes just reading them without even <laughs> thinking twice, it's just, uh, uh, you know, I'm tipping my hat to my team. But, um, you know, I, I just it, it just shows you. We think you're uh, great too, Gabby. <laughs> I mean, I was fishing for it. Come on, no. Um, but no, I think it's it's it is um, it's it is a burden. I think for sure, trying to maintain that level. Um, but it's also just an incredible benefit. Like these guys are, mm-hmm. are saying, I, I couldn't agree more. And mm-hmm. you know, if you're looking for so- a source that's that's providing that, I, I genuinely do stand by that that we do, and and I like that I can stand by that. Right. For sure. Right on. Um, for sure. I know that we wanted to leave some time for questions if, if there are any, but um, I also wanted to just look ahead a little bit and um, just put you guys on the spot and ask if there's anything that you're hoping to do um, with the show in the future um, that either we haven't done before, topics we haven't explored um, sound design, we haven't ventured into, um, formats, we haven't tried, things like that. Ooh. Yeah, I know. I, know. I mean, one thing, one thing I know, like we have yes, we've talked about, yeah, I'll, I'll jump in first. <laughs> one thing we've talked about, and I think it, it is truly amazing. And for anyone listening, you can catch any of our shows from season one and then catch one from season four. And I think it's, really crazy and i don't think we even realize it like the the evolution that the show's already taken you know and in a short amount of time feels like a short amount of time um at least but i know one thing we've talked about that i'd really like to try is right now we talk to so many great experts and i think getting some just more you know everyday people and like you know finding ways to find their questions out or just get their perspectives and, and and balance that out too with our guests i think that could just add like you know further the further the dimension and also bring, you know, audiences who are those people we would be talking to like really into the mix. And I, you know, I don't think that needs to be every episode, but I think that could be something as we go forward, could be fun to try and and bring in, you know, that perspective too. Yeah. Mm. I, um, for me, I, I, my background is in arts and culture. So these guys know I'm constantly trying to come up with the perfect idea that'll get approval where we can cover um, more arts and culture. Obviously you guys heard a clip of the China and Hollywood. Um, so we've, we've edged into it, but um, you know, I'm, I'm desperate to do one on music. So anyone with any great ideas, IR and music. Um, so that's definitely something content wise I want to venture into. Um, I'd love to get out of the studio. Why it matters on the road. Yeah. Uh, you know, right now, obviously we're just trying to get why it matters back in the studio. In the but studio. Uh, yeah. Step one. <laughs> um, but you know, that, that would be a pretty cool thing for, for me and, and for, for all of us, I think that that would be neat. You know, there are just so many voices out there and, and so many people to talk to. And, um, you know, I, that would just be a, a pretty, 
a pretty cool thing. Um, that's a, that's a fully a pipe dream, but uh, you know, right. might as well, no, might as I well mean, it say it out people. loud. Yeah. That's that stuff well, touches people. And I was going to um, say, what, what are you, what are your dreams, Asher? Your why it matters dreams. Well, I, I you know, I, I, I have a similar background to you. I would, I would like to do um, some more getting back to how culture, you know, uh, it, it crosses over with IR yeah. and it does a lot because when we think of other countries as regular people, uh, we, we tend to think about like beautiful things that we associate with those culturally, like whether it's food or history or art or things. So I think there's a lot more there to explore, but um, I would say the to food add to that different, what'd you say? Food? The food episode. I want I want the food episode. Is podcasting awesome. a good medium for food? Because you can't see. No, but but we. Can no one recipes. wants to hear me eating. Like, we could. While we I'm can asking t- questions. Someone can read a recipe at the end. I don't know. We're pitching. No, you might. Be it's right. a dream. I was just gonna. Don't crush those dreams. We You're we right. talked we'll about do, doing we'll K-pop. Do Jeremy, you oh, write yeah, your your sure. food dream on a post-it, and like <laughs> thirteen to eighteen, you know, like eight years later, right. it's gonna become a, a reality. Right. I'd like to. Uh, I'd like to do. Uh, I would like to have the occasion to really legitimately do a very, very positive story. Like we. Yes. These last few years. Please. Have been rough. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, you've got. We've That'd had COVID. Amazing. We've had just climate popping off. We've had this, the global struggle with authoritarianism. Like, there's a lot that we've had to talk about, and it's very important that we talked about it. But like, I would love to do something positive. Just this morning, I saw there was a great time story about that. There was this breakthrough in AI working with uh, protein molecules. And there's a chance that it could be this like breakthrough for just curing a ton of diseases, even uh, climate change applications for like uh, better ways of processing plastics and stuff. And it's a little early yet for that topic with with it just breaking, but like something like that where there was genuinely mm-hmm. something that right. emerged that was so positive, it would mm-hmm. be fun to do to give. Oh some yeah, great news. these guys the know this, but it's my audience. my loving mother's uh, big huge fan of the show. But she, her number one complaint is that she needs more positive stories. And I tried to explain mm-hmm. to her that the world of IR is not a lot of people sitting around celebrating, but you know, uh, I too would, would love to have one of those why it matters for sure. Season five. Yeah. Right. Season five, all sunny, <laughs> all the time. Our Jeremy, season. aside from, exactly. Jeremy, aside from food, uh, and, and I know you mentioned <laughs> K-pop, what about your hopes and dreams? <laughs> K-pop was your, your idea. I'm just slipping it in there. Maybe it can happen. Right. Right. Um, Yeah. I mean, I think some of it is format. Um, You know, I've talked a bit about um, some sound design stuff with with, uh, Marcus as well that he he might Mm -hmm. chime in on. But, um, you know, I like like some of the deep dives that we've been talking about doing, like a um, multi-part topic exploration. Uh, you know, covering uh, something over several uh, episodes. I think that could be really cool. I don't know if we'll do it this season or, or next, but um, a deeper dive uh, would be cool. And then also formatting, you know, I'd love to at some point either find a a way to do a, a lighter touch episode that we can do, that we can release on the off weeks or... Mm-hmm you know, expand the show further to a, to a weekly full on weekly, but that's kind of where my head is. Yeah. Yeah. And all singing was also yes. something you had met. Great. Sing- I want everyone singing a musical uh, all the time. The IR and, music. Uh, right. Exactly. The IR <laughs> storytelling. Musical. 
Okay. Now it feels Wonderful. like it is time for questions, doesn't it? Right. If there are any questions, we have five minutes left. Um, I don't know how the questions work, but if uh, people have put any in the chat, we're happy to answer them. Um, and uh, I see that uh, Matthew Stephen. Uh, you seem enthusiastic about the K-pop episode. If you, mm-hmm. and you say there's a lot to explore there, so if you have ideas about K-pop, please contact the Why It Matters email, uh, whyitmatters at cfr.org, and throw us your ideas. Yeah, all ideas welcome. No bad ideas in brainstorming. Um, sure. And while we wait for any more, do you guys want to, um, you know, give them a little, a little taste of stuff that's coming still this season? I know we mentioned. Um, Oh yeah, Japan. Yeah. So after Japan, out today. Yeah, say. Japan's coming out today. Yeah. Japan is later, dropping today. today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we got um, we got a very exciting next episode, which is Spires. Yeah. Uh, dun, dun, dun. You know, the world of international relations. Who doesn't think about a little bit of James Bond? Um, so we're going to be taking a look at what spying really is these days, and how it's changed with technology, and whether any of the old movie tropes are still holding up in the world of satellites and AI and spyware. Mm-hmm. Um, that should be pretty fun. Um, yeah. And, you know, we won't tell you all of them, but you can also look forward to an episode about pirates this Woo! season. Arr! The world of pirates. Yeah. Had to. Which, I was going to say, I don't know why I'm wooed. It's a pretty be, serious thing. <laughs> it's, 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 yeah, there's not going to be a lot of swashbuckling in Paris. No. It, but, oh, come on. Only in the end. That won't be our positive. Yeah. Yeah. Then we'll do a record very... scratch and pivot. Yeah. I know, but, you will know. Come but definitely away fascinating. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, we have a lot of really exciting stuff coming up this season. Um, and yeah, like they said, today look for Japan. In two weeks or today, look for for spies. And um, absolutely, everyone, send us any any ideas and questions. Right. We love questions. Ideas and questions. All right, everyone, this is Norma Jean from the Podbean team. We've only got a couple of minutes left, so I'm going to read a brief outro, but I think we're all in agreement. The musical episode needs to happen. (laughs) Thank you very much for siding with me on this. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. If you could write us an email about that. um, I'll pitch it. Anonymously. I will anonymously pitch the musical episode and food. Jeremy, I don't want to leave you out here. International Mm -hmm. relations, food, it could happen. Right. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. It's definitely, it's definitely, it's going to happen. I have faith. Your good feelings. Seven years from now, we'll do it. I think it'll happen sooner. (laughs) I mean, food's important. It happens multiple times a day. It's relevant. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everyone. So I'm going to read our brief outro. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for this live stream, Why It Matters, Behind the Stories, with the team from the show and the Council on Foreign Relations, Gabrielle Sierra, Jeremy Sherlock, Marcus Takaria, and Asher Ross. If you join late or want to have a listen, another listen to these amazing podcasters or any of today's sessions, you can replay the program on the Storytelling Podcast Week channel. Storytelling Podcast Week is brought to you by Podbean. We're a podcast hosting and monetization platform and home to over 500,000 podcasts. And as you're joining us for this session, you can see we also offer the ability to live stream directly from the app to your audience with Podbean Live, where podcasts come to life. For everyone listening, you can also start your own live stream for free on Podbean. And to get your first 30 days of hosting for free, use the code STORY. Thank you again to the team from Why It Matters and the Council on Foreign Relations, Gabrielle Sierra, Jeremy Sherlock, Marcus Sicaria, and Asher Ross. Thank you all for joining us for the session, Why It Matters Behind the Stories. 
Stay tuned for our next session, a live episode with the folks from Improv on Tape for some live improv here at 4 p.m. in one minute (laughs) and a live episode (laughs) from the cast and creators of The Hidden People at 5 p.m. And make sure to check back every day for more phenomenal programming as we have panels, live episodes, and interviews. We look forward to you joining us. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Podbean. Thanks, Storytelling Podcast Week.